I want to get one for all the shows, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, welcome back, everyone. First episode of the year. Um, took I took a little bit of a personal leave to try and uh, get a couple things in order. I've had some pretty unique life changes as recently, and got a new job, doing different things. So it's been a tad bit overwhelming, but it's good, and I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to have you as my first guest because, you. you know, we can hit on some pretty fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking before, though, that you just recently got off of, like, a COVID quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, uh, one of my roommates tested positive, and thank God my work was really willing to just let me work from home, mm-hmm. even though technically my entire job is literally to be there in the office. Oh. But they, I think they were like, it's precious. They were worried about me being able to make money. So they were like, oh, just work remotely. And then just kind of like team viewed me to my computer. Oh, so then I cool. could do some like computer work and stuff like that. And just would do that. And I'd get paid for my entire time, which was really nice. That is really nice. Yeah. But it was honestly a really great time because me and Holly, if you guys don't know the Holly cast mess around, we're shouts out. Shouts, shouts out. out. Shouts out. We usually go live every Monday. We're usually around seven. Give us a follow. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of nice because then we were able to stream a little more, put out a little more content because we were just kind of stuck in the house together. Mm. We started to go a little crazy though because it was like a bunch of just us being shut in already two wackadoos. I don't right. know. Um. We communicate with just noises now, basically. (laughs) 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 It was actually yesterday she, like, crawled out of her room, basically. was like, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I saw that you guys did, like, a sea shanty night. (laughs) (laughs) Do you actually, do you want to hear the funniest story? Um, I already told this on this room, but I'm going to tell it here. (laughs) So... Basically, uh, we had been quarantined for an entire week by this point, and we're like, we haven't even day drank. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, crazy. Crazy. That should have been day one. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it should, we, we should have been doing it from the start. So we're like, all right, you know what? She busts out her whiskey. We also have another bottle of whiskey. We have some lemonade. We're mixing all this together. We're drinking. Holly and I do this thing where um, we used to, especially in high school, we had a lot of guy friends who would just drink beer. Yeah. And uh, to be able to make ourselves drink the beer, we would have to play a game. But we didn't have any games or anything to play, so we would do rock, paper, scissors, and whoever lost had to drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we were like, we made our drinks really strong, and we're like, whew. And then we're like, let's play a game. Right. <laughs> and so we get out the cards and everything. And we start playing Egyptian Rat... Well, I taught her to play Egyptian Rat Screw. Yeah. And so we were playing that, and we were drinking, and then we're like, let's put on some sea shanties. Sea shanties are the best. Exactly. We started out with the Assassin's Creed, mm. you know, sea shanties, and then we moved on to my playlist that I have. Uh, well, it's not mine specifically, but I have it saved. It's called Sea Shanties for Thoughts. <laughs> I love out of nowhere <laughs> that the sea shanty thing is like just happening now it's fantastic oh it's the best it's fulfilling my dream of being a pirate yeah you know which i've probably talked about multiple times yes and i oh amazing it is what i have been meant to do 
And so <laughs> we're like, this is fantastic. I look at her and I'm like, you know what would make this better? And she looks at me and she goes, oh, I know. And uh, then we go and get in pirate garb. Perfect. So we're wearing corsets. We're wearing the billowy shirts. We're wearing some booty shorts. Looking fly. Aiden walks in, our other roommate. Right. He walks in and he's like, whoa, what are you guys doing? And we're like, get in your pirate outfit, bitch. <laughs> and he goes, okay. Dresses that dresses like a pirate, joins us. We're all playing cards. We're getting drunk. And um, it's just a great time. We're laughing. We're singing along to the sea shanties. It's like we're really on a boat. Oh, you know, I was getting my sea legs. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then <laughs> Holly's like, I got to go take a piss. Hmm. She goes to the bathroom. And <laughs> I hear a knock at the door. And that's when I realized that we forgot one big thing of business that day. Oh, no. Aiden goes, answers the door. Um, it's Holly's boss. Okay. I go, oh, fuck. Immediately when I hear him go, hey, is Holly here? I'm like, Whew. I book it immediately so he doesn't see me dress like a pirate's whore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I run to the bathroom and I knock on the door. Holly, midstream, <laughs> stops and goes, what? And I go, your boss is here and she goes oh no because she's also she's the drunkest out of all of us like oh, can no. barely walk sort of drunk like drunk and she then books it out of the bathroom clothes half off she's like ripping them off basically bolts to her room and <laughs> slams the door and i just hear aiden go you can come in if you want to Oh, no. And so I just hear him talking to Holly's boss, Aiden, is, I don't know why. And I'm standing in the shadows in the corridor, <laughs> <laughs> just listening. Like, I can't walk out like this and just, like, introduce myself. Oh, also, okay. because it's a COVID household. Why was he, why did he come in in the first place? Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't even think right? about that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, he's one of those guys who doesn't believe in COVID. So oh, well, you know. So we're like, well, I mean, you know, it comes at the weakest of us. Yeah. So uh, then Holly comes out in, like, her sweatpants and everything, and he's like, oh, hi. <laughs> and he's like, hi. Uh, and they're standing in the middle of our cards strewn about. There's sea shanties playing in the background. Oh and there's God. liquor bottles everywhere. And she's like, hi. I usher Aiden over, and I'm like, we're going downstairs. We go downstairs. Apparently, her boss stayed for a while. Like, to talk to her about, like, what she was going to be doing for work and everything, which we were kind of like, hmm, sus. Yeah, a little sus. <laughs> yeah, we are like, this is a little sus. But she runs downstairs, and she's like, first of all, why would you ask him to come inside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, Aiden was like, I, I felt like I needed to be a good host. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was an automatic. Nice of them. Yeah, automatic thing. And, um... Then Holly's like, and also she holds up a notepad with just like scribbles. She's like, this is what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. I have no idea what this is. Oh, no. Because <laughs> she was so drunk when he was telling her. She was just scribbling it down. And it didn't make any sense. And she's like, well, I guess I'll figure out in the morning. 
Did you guys go back to sea shanty? Yeah, we did. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, all right, get back, get back in your outfit. <laughs> Enough wallowing. You did that a was TikTok, hilarious. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your TikTok handle so people can find it? Oh, my God. But, butt plugging? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that butt plugging? I forget every time. And then when it comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, by the way. <laughs> God, I would love for that to be like a, like, like a work party and there everyone's like, Oh my god, does everyone have TikTok? And they get to you and they're like Um Boot Boot Plugin. Boot plugging. Boot plugging. It's exactly how it sounds. B-U-T-T-P-L-U-G-G-I-N-G. Yeah. Butt plugging. Definition, please. Wicked Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. Um But yeah, so we have a topic. Yes. That I wanted to cover. And this kind of goes for, <clears throat> to give it like a little bit of backstory, I had a guest on who our main focus was, and this is a full shift from she, Sea Shanties. Yeah, Sea Shanties. <laughs> yeah, full reversal. Um, I had a guest on episode, I don't know, three or four ago where we talked about living in Utah, specifically mm. the LDS church. Um, he used to be a member, returned missionary. He left and he kind of told his story and it got a lot of positive feedback and in no way just to get this out of the way for those who are listening who are our LDS it's not bashing the church yeah it's just personal stories of like why individuals chose to leave um, whether it's positive or negative mm-hmm. so I'm sure there's people who left and it ended up being a negative in their life I'm sure there's a lot of people who've left and it's been a positive on Oh, yeah. So I thought of you, because I know that you grew up here in Utah, Mm -hmm. which I'm curious. I have questions about, like, elementary and, like, junior high, because I know that, like, it's so, such an interesting differences from people who were LDS versus those who weren't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, And then, eventually, you're now out of the church. Mm -hmm. When did you, what age did you decide to? Um, I basically, well... So, it's kind of a, kind of a story. Uh, I told my mom, who was kind of like the influential religious person in yeah. the household, mostly, who was like the most religious person today, that I didn't want to be a part of the church anymore, and all that stuff when I was about 15, 16. Mm. But I was made to go to church up until I was about... 17 until uh, she kind of finally got the idea that I was not going to go. Right. Because eventually I just kind of played sick for so many Sundays of my life that she's like, ah, ah oh. Well, it was, I told her more around kind of 14, 15, because I remember it was basically two years where she still made me go. Yeah. Basically. And when it was kind of like the rule, as long as you're living under my roof, you have to go to church. Sure. You know? And I was like, I have no other choice. <laughs> Where do you want me to live? So before getting to the, like, what made you really decide, mm-hmm. I'm curious what it was for you, like, like, was your household, because, like, through certain means, I kind of know how your dad operates. Yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that, but there's things. Yeah. And I never, I didn't, after meeting him, I guess it was hard for me to picture him also being 
a part of the church. Yeah. Not because he's a bad guy or anything, but he's much more adventurous than your atypical Latter-day Saint member. So I was kind of like, okay, so like, was your, do you consider your house to have been kind of like not a normal LDS upbringing or was it pretty standard, do you think? Um, it was standard for a bit. Oh, I don't know. Because the thing is, is standard as an LDS is kind of like, yeah, it's kind of a weird line because there's like really strict LDS and then kind of like loosely LDS, you sure. know? But my mom, for the very beginning, especially when we were living in North Salt Lake, um, super strict. Weren't allowed to listen to anything but gospel music, sort of strict. Oh, wow. And I could only watch certain movies. I couldn't, I was not allowed to read Twilight. Mm. I still haven't read Twilight and different stuff like that. I remember telling my mom recently, I was like, you didn't let me read Twilight. And she just laughs and goes, what? (laughs) I didn't? And then she's like, yeah, that sounds like me. (laughs) Your mom, by the way, before we get any further, sounds fantastic. Oh, she's a wonderful What's the nickname that she has that's not her real name? That Kai and Romina call yeah. it? Crystal? Crystal. Yeah, Crystal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so whenever she hears Crystal, she goes, Romina! <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> Crystal. It's precious. Yeah, that's it's precious. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Very Kai thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say it was, it was really strict at the very beginning, but then roughly around kind of like 2008, like market crash sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, that's when we moved to Woods Cross mm-hmm. and everything. And that's when my mom went back to work. Once mm-hmm. she went back to work, that's kind of when everything just totally like flipped around. Because I was very, very sheltered up until then. Right. Like knew nothing of the world. There Knew literally nothing. And then when I started living there... I was able to kind of, I could ride my bike around the neighborhood. There were also some, like, scrappy neighborhood kids who scared me. (laughs) Which part of Woods Cross did you live? Just right over there. Like in this cul-de-sac? Not in this cul-de-sac area, but, like, I'm, like, pointing. Kind of by the apple? Kind of by the apple, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, kind of by the apple. And so, um, for some reason, the people who lived in that house before us uh, basically let all the neighborhood kids play in their backyard. Okay. And so when we moved in, all the neighborhood kids would play in our backyard. That's interesting. But they weren't nice neighborhood kids. <laughs> they were assholes. And, like, one, I remember one time they called my brother gay and, like, kicked him. Oh. And I was, like, came out and was like, wow, what is going on here? <laughs> oh. And they still come over. Yeah. And we're like, get out of our yard. That's so weird. It was so weird. It was so weird. But, uh, yeah, so when we moved to that house, everybody, because it was during, like, the market crash and everything, Mm -hmm. and it was definitely a rough time in, like, my family's life, as I'm sure a lot of people had. And so it was definitely a stressful time for everybody. Um, My mom was working. My dad was working at the time. And so I was kind of left to my own devices for, like, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And I had to take care of my brother and sister for a while, too. And then when somebody was home, because my mom started traveling and everything, because that's what her job required her to travel a lot, a lot, a lot. And my dad did, but they basically would be like two passing ships in the night. So like mm, yeah. one would be there at one point, the other had to travel, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but my mom was gone so much that 
uh, my dad didn't exactly keep up with the rules that she had. Right. Like, the strict rules. So we were able to kind of like watch a lot more things. Kind of start opening up your, or broaden yeah. your horizon on at least entertainment. Exactly, exactly. I remember watching uh, Braveheart. That's his favorite movie. Oh, yeah. He showed me Braveheart. And Great I, movie. Yeah, and I remember my mom hearing about it and being like, what? <laughs> you took our kids free of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will not take our freedom. Yeah. Was that the first... This is interesting. Was that the first movie that you had saw any type of nudity in? Because that's um, they do the scenes where they flash their butts. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually. Oh, okay. The first nudity that I ever saw was at my friend Molly's house, um, which was kind of around the same time, though, because mm. um, her older brother was having this movie party, and she was able to invite a few friends as well, and so I came along. Right. And we were going to watch When a Stranger Calls, the original. This oh, is yeah, also, yeah, yeah, This is also the first, like, scary movie that I watched. And it was pretty fucking spooky. Yeah. That's for sure. That's a, rough, that's a good first scary movie. <laughs> yeah. And it had nudity in it. Yeah. And that was the first... I was literally not expecting that at all. And it was also the first time that... Because I think it's technically PG-13 yeah, or something, because that was before they made the R rating. Yeah. And so it was PG-13, and so, because I also, I had to call my mom every time I wanted to watch... A movie? A movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was, the thing is, I was also, I was a good kid. I called my mom to watch Scooby-Doo 2, because it was PG-13, when Damn. I was under 13. That's how good of a kid I was. Shouts out. Yeah. <laughs> good but, kid. Yeah. But, the good noodle award. Good, good, where's my gold star? Right. <laughs> but I was 13 at the time, and I was able to, I was like, PG-13, hell yeah. <laughs> and then I saw some naked dude crying in this bathroom. Oh, yeah, that's what we see. Yeah. Yeah. And then Wait, I was do, like. Do they show Ween in that one? Or is he just naked? Do. I think he's just naked. I think they like barely like don't oh, okay. show it. But you definitely see his butt. Yeah, yeah, okay. And all that. That would have been awful. Like, Fresh 13, your first PG-13 movie. And just... Ween! <laughs> you know what my first one was, which was weird, is uh, the 16 Candles. Oh my god. Because they don't tell you, they just sneak that, like, shower scene in. And I'm like, what? I remember as a kid, I was like, what are those? Oh, Father? Scooby? <laughs> what that? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> and they're like, oh my god. Because strangely oh. enough, I grew up not LDS, mm -hmm. but my parents still held, not like strict by any stretch of imagination, yeah. but it was still very like... LDS standards was, or something? No, not like? standards, but I was like, cover my eyes of any nudity. Like, it was like... Oh. Like, you know, don't look. Yeah, <laughs> there's like, some biddies in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, they, eh, I'm an adult. Yeah. Um, I used to sneak a lot, like DVDs, like because they like, same thing. One worked in the morning, one worked in the evening for a lot of my life. Oh, yeah. And like it was a very, I'd want to watch all the movies they wanted. They watched. Yeah. And it would be like, oh, we're watching American Pie tonight. You gotta yeah. skedaddle. Get out of here. And then like finally, I was like, well, I want to know why. I know it was hilarious. <laughs> American Pie is a classic. Even like 10 year old Lemmy on me, I was like, this movie's great. <laughs> what great. Is, what is, why do you want me to watch this? <laughs> I don't know what all these jokes mean, but great. Yeah, amazing. But, Love uh, it. okay, so you, you saw your first scary. Did the scary movie impact you at all? I mean, 
I'd say yes, because shortly after that, I was kind of like, I think it was kind of like at first, like I really liked the adrenaline mm. sort of stuff, you know? And then I started, because I would go and visit my grandma on occasion, also because she would like come and check in on us if my parents were gone for a really long time. Yeah. And um, she would start watching scary movies with me. Oh, And everything. Okay. And I was kind of like, oh, all right. And then I started watching scary movies alone. Also, in a house that was haunted. Wonderful. Amazing. I the One of the only movies I had to stop midway was The Grudge, because I was watching it late at night, and my sister started sleepwalking at the same time. Oh, and no. I was like, ugh. If that would have happened to me, I probably would have just... Because I was a weird one where I just... Same thing. I loved getting scared as a kid. I don't know yeah. why. It was like a weird, like... It's like an adrenaline... Yeah. You're like... And, like, not being able to sleep all night. Like, I knew it probably fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But looking back, I'm like, man, I remember the first time I watched... You know what movie fucked me up? Jeepers Creepers 2. Oh. That movie devastated me for yeah. a long time. <laughs> but I just... It's weird, because, like, horror... Like, I know that a lot of families will never... Like, the parents won't watch horror. Oh, yeah. And then they the kids never get exposed to it. And then when they have their first, like experience of like actually a really quality horror movie like when a stranger calls is a yeah the original one it's for the so time good so good so good makes me want to rewatch it i'm like you almost watched it in my yeah <laughs> like, i haven't watched that one i haven't watched the original because they remade it yeah i went and saw the remake in the theaters and it was was it all right i've actually never seen the remake it's it's decent it's, it's decent. the same idea a little bit more revamped but i just like eh. is there any nudity in it is there any butts um I want. There was a weird movie, and I can't remember if it was the remake of that. Yeah. But they oddly had a scene like it just was so not meant to be in the movie. I don't know why they did it, where the girl was like just walking around her house like topless, and then like wearing white underwear, like really tight white underwear, and like you could see everything. Yeah. But it was a rated R movie, and I was like, this is really like. This scene right here, like, ruined the movie. Yeah, it was like, either mm-hmm. It was either When a Stranger Called or, like, a movie, I think it was called Unborn or something like that. Unborn. Because I'm like, that sounds familiar. And I just remember that scene specifically. I was like, this is so weird to, like, because it was, like, the way they filmed it mm-hmm. was to make sure that that was, like, the center of this whole scene. So you're and like, I was like, all right. Why are you... Like, the last scene, like, she just about died, and now we're watching her walk around with, like, I was like, this is like, uh, I always feel like it's, I don't know, because I love, like, 70s, like, slasher horror, you know, where yeah. there's just, like, an unnecessary amount of titties. Yeah, and, Yeah, fantastic. I feel like that's kind of, like, a really good, uh, you know, titular point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But then I also hate how sometimes, especially like in nowadays, if they make it and they try to like, I don't know, add the like sexualization mm. as well with the horror and it just like doesn't fit. Because right. there's sometimes like where it does fit, where it's like, oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, perfect. Friday the 13th was perfect. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. The whole reason that happened is because the camp counselors were fucking and he went out and drowned. Yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of like if it like goes along with the theme or the aesthetic, but sometimes they just like to throw in some yeah. tits in there and it's just kind of like, ah. It's almost like 
I always looked at it like they were trying to like pay homage to like old scary movies, but like yeah. there's just times where it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. No. I did have the unique opportunity of so my parents have always had Comcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the early days of on demand, like were like a barren wasteland, right? Of just like crazy shit. And they had a horror section and they had hundreds of like dog shit seventies and eighties horror movies. Like just so awesome. like <laughs> if you look up Rotten Tomatoes because we're like in the nines and tens and elevens, and I remember the best one, one of the best ones was like I don't remember the name. It was these, it started off with these girls in like playing softball, and they're in like short shorts and like crop tops, and I'm like, oh, this movie's gonna be hilarious, okay? Yeah. And like literally, they play softball for like three or four minutes. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah. we gotta hit the showers. And they run in there, tops off, and they're just like bouncing around in the showers. And then some dude just walks in and murders all of them. Now that I'm is like, lit. this is a movie. We're five minutes in. Yeah, well, this is fantastic. I was and like you know one of the classes was it the flying tomato. Oh my god! Yeah, that had like gave like the tomato score. Like it's because of that movie. Yeah, yeah. That one's a, amazing. I've never actually seen that, oh, but I've heard about it. It's so good? awful. But it, it, that's what makes it Yeah, great. but that makes it awesome. That's like, I would say one of my favorite 70s slashers is either House of Demons. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't that. seen that one. So good. House of Demons? It's Yeah, House of Demons. We'll look it up on the fly. It's, it's where I have, also on my TikTok, um, I have a video of it where she's like, she has a bra on and she's like, and then... Like, her younger brother pops out or something and goes, Whoa! Bodacious boobies, sis! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's right. Oh, so did they, they remade this. They remade it? It says 2018. What? House of Demons. <gasps> no! Right? Like... I think so, yeah. It has a great score, 3.3. That... Let me that see. Might, I don't... My original. It's Night, so 1988 good. 1988 film? Yeah. Night of the Demons? Oh, Night of the Demons. That oh, okay. Been. Yeah. This? I think so. Yeah. 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 Bodacious boobies. Bodacious boobies, sis. Bodacious. I also love um, Slumber Party Massacre 2. Specifically 2. I've seen the first one. The second one is so much better. There was also one that I really liked, and I wish I could find the name of it. It was like... Oh, yeah. I've seen this Slumber Party Massacre one. They're so fucking fantastically awful. I know. I literally, I'm like, why is this? Like, I want to, for some reason, the murder makes me want to, like, be him. Just yeah. because he's, like, dressed in, like, all this leather. And he has his, like, screw, his, like, drill um, guitar. And he's just singing songs. And yeah. he's, like, murdering. Fantastic. There, there was this one, and I swear that there's, like, eight movies of it. Where it's like this lady who goes to camps and just kills people. I There's what gotta is, be like at yeah. least eight or nine of them. And I can't ever, I've looked, trying to find the name of it, and I just cannot figure it out. But I remember those just being so, just terribly awful. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, whoa. <laughs> but see, on but the yeah. flip side, I just feel like there's, everyone tries a little bit too hard in horror now. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong, like, there's a lot of good horror. But, but people try real hard. I want some more, like, 
shitty horror that's just so fun. Yeah, like like a good like camp horror, yeah. you know, where it's kind of like it's just like over dramatic, you know. Honestly, I love what is it? Is it the babysitter? I don't think I've seen that one. It's actually the thing is, is it has uh, what's her fucking in it? Red hair had an OnlyFans. Oh, the really popular lady. Yeah, the one who was friends with Zendaya. Oh yeah. What's her yeah, name? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't remember, remember her name, but she's in it, and so many people are like, "Oh, this movie sucks." But the thing is, is it's like the whole entire movie premise is paying like homage to mm. the older films, and they do a great job at it. Right. Because it's like over dramatic, lots of blood, people dying over and over again. And, like, the occasional... I don't think there's any titties in it, necessarily. But it's actually kind of funny. Right. And then, like, really gory. See, and I feel like some good movies that have happened recently that, like, not necessarily paid homage, but were, like, really good, like, remind me of old ones was, like, yeah. Creep. Oh, I love Creep's fantastic. So good! Just because it's just so dumb and silly, but at the same time, like... It, like, it's just, like... It's uh, fucked up. Yeah, it gives you the creeps. Yeah, like it literally, like the, the title fits perfect. Yeah. And then the second one was great too. And the second one, honestly, I was so surprised yeah. because people are not good at making sequels. No. That scene where he took his dick out and then she's like, oh. And I'm like, this is Damn. great. She is A grade about it. <laughs> it was, I'm so surprised that they kind of like, they came up with another character to just match his energy. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I was she like, was just as creepy. Yeah, and he he even got creepy. He was like, "Wait a minute, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on?" Then I really, really liked the Terrorizer. I love the Terrorizer. Something about how that one was filmed, like specifically out of that first scene when they're in the diner, yeah. like it seemed like it was filmed like with older cameras. Yeah, and it was just so well done, and like we don't get anything about the story or why we just. He's just a straight-up murdering clown. He's just there. And, I mean, they pay... Have you seen um, All Hallows' Eve? No. It was on my list because we talked about it oh, yeah. last time. Because yeah. they basically... They have a lot of little Easter eggs from that movie mm. in it. And it's so good. But, honestly, the Terrorizer clown, ten times creepier than the one from All Hallows' Eve. They, like, really amped him up. Really? Yeah. Like, a lot. Because he's not even in a whole ton of it until the end. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, they said that they're gonna, there's going to be a second Terrorizer movie. It was supposed to come out, like, last year or something, but then was like... Thanks, yeah. COVID. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, oh, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> so, back to the original. Cause yeah, OG combo. We really need to do a full, like, two, three hours of horror talk. I'm so down Because, like, that. there's just so much, like, there's so much that we could dive into. Did you guys watch Seven yet, or am I still going to be sad? I'm going to be sad. I will. If you, sad, sa if you send, me a, send me a text with it in, because I'm probably, i got to figure out what to do tonight. Well, my friend is off on a date. Listen, <laughs> I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a, a, a deal. We can call it a bet, but there's nothing a bet called. Okay. Okay. If you watch Seven or with Holly or whatever, and you guys don't like it or you don't think it's a good movie, I'll buy drinks the next podcast that you do. Okay, okay. I'll buy the Arnold Palmer or the Twisted Tees or whatever anyone wants. Okay, that's a deal. That's a deal. But if you like it, you just have to say, like, 
Hey, it was a hey, good move. Oh, real good. <laughs> You'll be like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> good move. But yeah, so back to the original conversation. So what age were you when you kind of like had this shift of like the rules kind of letting up a little bit? Um, I have to like think of like timelines. So we moved to Woods Cross when I was 12, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like 12, 13-ish, I'd say. Because we stayed there for about three years. We, yeah, we moved my junior year, mm. I believe. Or was it my, actually, it might have been my sophomore year. We moved my sophomore year to the place that my parents are at now in Bountiful. Um, but that all pretty much started changing, yeah, around when I was kind of like 11 to 12, I'd say. That's an interesting time, too, to, like, have a change. Yeah. Like, physically, right? Because, like, that's when you're kind of, like, starting to, you know, go through changes and different things like that. So that's a mm-hmm. hell of a timing to then also start having a less strict rules. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the thing is, though, is, like, I mean, I sound so lame when I, like, I didn't do anything, like, about it. Like, since I had, like, a lot of freedom in a sense, like, I could have really done whatever I want. Yeah. I, I just didn't. Just in the fact of, I don't know, I took the responsibility that I had, like, watching my siblings. Because the thing is, is, my siblings were pretty young. Right. Like, my sister was about, like, I'd say, wait, how, what, seven or eight? She was about seven. I know my brother was about, like, nine, ten. Okay. Sort of. And the thing is, is my sister started, after this whole change, she got really bad, really bad anxiety. And uh, she actually was diagnosed with OCD later on. And from, specifically from like not having the, like, I think the rules it, in place? I think it partly has to do with um, my mom leaving so suddenly to go back to work and everything. Because she was there all the time for my sister and then all of a sudden had to go. It's almost like a separation anxiety. Yeah, and so she would get really anxious and would be, basically, she would have to have somebody in the room with her almost at all times. Mm. Or else she would start freaking out and being like, can someone call mom? Where's mom? Where's Cass? Where's, you right. know, kind of being like, where's everybody? And, like, a lot of stuff stems from, like, different stuff that has happened when nobody was home. Like, for example, uh, my brother, one of these days, I was making dinner. Um, he was riding his bike, and my sister was inside, and this is also, I didn't even know that she, like, blamed herself slightly for this until a couple years ago, when she was like, yeah, no, that's why I was so, like, anxious about him making sure where he was and everything for so long, because I told her, I was like, dinner's almost ready, will you go call Kayla to have him come inside? And she was like, yeah, sure. She goes out, like, call, Kayla, come inside, but then doesn't go and look for him. Or anything necessarily or like she sees him says dinner's almost ready he's like okay and then she goes back inside a lot of time passes and he's not back mm. and she's like and i was like did you go and call him and she's like yeah i did and i was like okay i guess we'll like wait a little longer because he also he has also really bad adhd so he gets distracted really easily right and so it takes him a little bit longer to come and do things sure. you know or would take a few reminders which we knew and I was like will you go and call him again and she's like yeah sure and she apparently just kind of like opened the door and was like Caleb but then that was all her calling so we wait a little bit longer and then we're like what the heck 
what is going on? And so then I go to open the door and he's in the garage, um, basically like limping into mm. the garage and his mouth is full of blood and it's just like pouring down his face. Oh, and like, he looks like he can't use his leg. And we're like, Right. Oh my god. And so I get him. I basically like whoop, I pick him up <laughs> and I put him on put him on the couch and I like start cleaning him up and his his teeth are gone. Oh shit. Yeah. Or they're like they're angled, it looks like he has vampire teeth. Oh. I don't know where they are and like I don't know where they are, if he swallowed them or if they're out. Yeah. Apparently Caitlin went and like looked for his teeth for so long. Oh. And she couldn't find it, but she felt so bad. Um but I also, the thing is, is I mean, like, I was like, I don't know, 12 or something. I right. couldn't drive, first of all. We also didn't have a car at the time. And I also knew that ambulances were a lot of money. Right. And my, we could not afford that at the moment. And so I call my parents and I go, I don't know what to do because I don't know if his leg's broken. Or if it's not, it's really bruised up. He can't really use it. But I don't know if this is something that I need to, like, call an ambulance for. So, like, I call them first to be like, I don't know what I should do right. with this situation. Apparently, my dad was really close. That's good. Around here. So, he came back. They immediately came back. And, thank God, leg wasn't broken. Just mm -hmm. super messed up. Uh, but he had to get, like, teeth implants. Really? And stuff. Yeah. Because they, the nerve ended up dying up there because of it because apparently he was going off of a jump and the bike broke midway and oh, shit. it came around hit him in the stomach and he fell forward oh and just like his just face took bam. the whole yeah and apparently he was we're like he was either smiling really big or screaming because the only damage was his teeth that's it he didn't mess up his nose he didn't mess up his lips wow at all it was just his teeth that's crazy. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, <laughs> but. Considering that, I mean, that's shitty that he, his teeth got fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that could have been super bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is also one of the things that I was like, it made us realize that the neighbors that we lived around weren't all that good people. Mm. But because he literally, when that happened, he was laying on the ground, bloody, screaming for help. And there were, it was a Sunday. People were home. Oh, yeah. Walking around the neighborhood. Nobody helped him. That's fucked up. Yeah. Nobody helped him. So he had to literally limp his way home. And nobody helped him. Wow. Yeah. That's when we were kind of like, you know what? Fuck, fuck all yeah, you guys. Fuck these guys. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, yeah, no. But that neighborhood was not a good place. At least for, like, everything that we were going through. And definitely kind of solidified a lot of my choices, like, in leaving the church and stuff like that. The neighborhood specifically? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Just because it was a more LDS-focused neighborhood, and then you kind of started to see, like... Like, the bad parts of it. Mm. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So, I I'm curious. So, since you... How long did you kind of have to take care of your brother and sister? Um, probably from about, like, 11, 12 to... 16, 17. Really? I'd say, yeah. Do you feel like that was a... Like, does that bug you at all? No. Um, I've actually... I've had multiple conversations, like, with my mom, because it's like, the thing is, is she has conversations with me 
where, because my sister's a teenager now, she's yeah. 17, and there's a lot of things that she's going through that my mom is like, I have no idea how to handle this. Because she's like, because basically you raised yourself. I had no hand in, like, the person that you've become, but you're so great. So what, like, how, how, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. If I had, like, if I didn't parent in the way that I thought I should have, and then you turned out really great, and then this kid, I'm trying to parent. Just not. Just not really working out, having a lot of headbutting and stuff like that. And mm. I was like, I was like, honestly, I don't know. But I had a conversation with her where I was like, I don't want you ever saying that you thought you were a bad mom or any of that. Because she would be like, I feel like a bad mom. And I'm like, don't. She had to do what she, I was like, you had to do what you had to do. Absolutely. And I'm like, at the moment, like, honestly, yeah, I was a little, like, upset and resentful, especially around kind of like the whole 17 to 18, like 16 to 18 range. I was like, I missed a lot of my childhood, all this stuff. And like, just a lot of resentment, you know, because I also kind of got, I was like severely depressed during all that time, Mm. you know, as well. But I was very like, kept it all in deep. You you had to. Because I had to. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I was very resentful for like that amount of time, but then I kind of came to the realization that I was like, we would have not survived if my mom didn't do that. Right. And I had to do what I had to do, and I turned out fine. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I was like, and I don't care that like, I didn't get to have like, a normal childhood or anything because the thing is, is I was like, well, none of my life has been normal. Right. And I'm like, and that's kind of. How and it I is. think I think normal too, like. I've yet to talk to anyone who feels like they had a normal yeah. childhood. Because I'd be like, what do you mean? Yeah. Sometimes I think I had the most normal childhood out of a lot of people. And then I like sit down and think about it. And I'm like, oh, You're like never uh, mind. Yeah. <laughs> never uh-huh. mind. There's a lot of shit. Yeah. Because so, I mean, like, it's kind of a, it, it's subjective, I guess. Because yeah. it depends. For, everybody has their own unique experiences and unique families. Right. And everyone goes through something different. And so there's no, like, good baseline for I kind of think like a normal thing does kind of sort of line up with like the church thinking in a way. Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. it's one of those things like there is like a stereotypical way that you should probably do things. Yeah. And you're either not normal based off of what they think or you're like more normal or more strict than what they think. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds like you had the more strict side growing up early on, but then kind of. Then I've kind of flip flopped. So do you think. Do you think, because I, I definitely have to say, like, no, getting to know you over the past couple of years, you're a lot more, you have had a more level head than maybe people, don't be offended, maybe people in your peer group, you seem like a little bit more mature than they are in a lot of different ways. Do you think maybe that is because you had to step up at a young age and do, like, legit adult things? Oh, yeah, 100%. And that was actually... I had a conversation earlier today about that where um, sometimes I was actually, so I was talking to my mentor and I was just kind of like, I sometimes will get frustrated with people seeing things differently or not like handling things the way that I think that they should be handled, Mm -hmm. like in a more kind of like, I guess, mature way or anything. And she kind of like was, she's like, well, the way you grew up, you had to start your process of like thinking maturely like at 12. Yeah. And the thing is, is that's a 10 year gap of then you going from that mature point where people are probably at now. Yeah. 
and then on. And so she's like, the thing is, is they're just starting out on their whole maturity kind of journey. Yeah, and you've been doing it for yeah. a while. Yeah, and so she was like, so it's understanding that it's, yeah, frustrating, but it's also you just have had a lot more experience at an early age that kind of, like, has taught you throughout life. I think that, in a weird way, is, like, because usually if, when you meet people who are successful, mm-hmm. you know, quote-unquote, if it's not inherited, inherited, it's usually a story that's similar to that, where yeah. either they had a really piss-poor childhood and they just want to make sure that it never happens again, mm-hmm. or they had to step up and raise kids, when you know at a younger age yeah because yeah. it does like i truly think that like in a weird way that that like that struggle period as a kid doing those things is actually like a jump start to being like 10 steps ahead of people yeah yeah it really it is i i mean honestly i would agree with like um kit one of, a business partner of my dad who he's probably talked about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He is one of the most, like, one of the most interesting people that we know. And, like, also very, very successful. But, I mean, he was, at one point in his life, he was homeless. And he was just living on the streets. He was sleeping on people's porches and all of that. And now he owns the biggest emerald in the world. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) yeah. So it's just kind of like everybody starts from somewhere. And usually people who kind of, are ahead in that sense or kind of like I don't know I almost want to call it like resilience yeah I think it's resilience and I think too it's like I feel like that especially in like the 20th century like we as when we're kids we get so blinded by just like silly shit right like I could tell you all the episodes of Spongebob Mm -hmm. but I couldn't tell you about like hot topics that happened in 2004 yeah I have no idea I just watched a video sidetracked today about like how there was a virus that attacked Microsoft and shit in like 2004 and it cost them like 36 billion dollars. What? Yeah. I had no idea about yeah. that shit when I was in fourth grade because cartoons. Yeah. Video games. Not that they're bad, but like when you have that access and you don't have stress, like yeah. you aren't taking care of kids or you can come home to a household that's quiet. Yeah. Like instead of like building yourself because you're a kid you don't understand what that is you just Mm -hmm. kind of fill it with fun shit yeah because that's what you do as a kid yeah so i really think that like those who have to go through that like that type of stuff during their childhood are really just they mature faster yeah you start realizing what's important what's not important yeah it kind of it forces a perspective on you i guess which sometimes it's like eh, that's shitty but it's also i don't know the perspective that it almost like put me in is now I'm just kind of like, I just want to be able to retire early so that I can do that and yeah. kind of like go play video games and like mm-hmm. do whatever I Don't want and not, and not work. Have stress. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's kind of like my goal is just like early retirement, basically. Yeah. You know? Well, that Which plan, I think is like everyone's. Well, with that plan you have, it's probably going to happen. <laughs> cash, cash, cash. Money, money. If you did like. We won't talk about it because I don't want the world to know. Yeah, yeah. If you did, like, something, like, if, like, a company came to you with, and they're like, hey, listen, we fucking love it. Here's $25 million. Let me just take everything. Would you, A, give it to them, or, B, 
And B, if you did, what would you do? Um, I wouldn't give them full rights. I would want some sort of, I wouldn't want like a controlling portion right. or anything, but I would want some sort of portion so then I would have like a residual income yeah. coming in. Um, but then I would take an upfront payment, yeah. you know, of like whatever you need. Yeah, probably. That Definitely wouldn't worry. be like 25 million, but maybe it would be, I don't know, but like, you know, I would take an upfront payment and then like. You told me the shot. idea and. In that industry, there's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Still, that's not a lot of money, I don't think, in their world. That's true. That's true. You know, I'm so excited about that. I just found out actually. So I was in my lecture yesterday, and the guy, my contact that's going to be helping me make this product, is actually going to be a guest speaker in my lecture. Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm like. What a small world. <laughs> Have you met him in real life? Not yet, no. Oh, that's, and so that's fun. I'm probably going to like meet him then and just kind of come up and be like, hey, by the way. <laughs> hey, I'm that person. I'm that person, but it'll be like, what? <laughs> huh. <laughs> Interesting. Because I think it's really, I don't know. I always, in my mind, I assume that people see me differently, like automatically. Hmm. Because I feel older than I actually am. You know, when people really see me, like, if they don't talk to me specifically, they think that it's like, oh, college student. In a sense. But, like, then people are shocked when, like, I actually talk to them. Yeah. And I sound like, I don't know, like this. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, it's very exciting wanting to shock a bunch of, like, 40-year-old men. Right. Being like, hey! What up with it? <laughs> Let's get started, baby. <laughs> That'd be great if you like watching that. What up with it, cuz? What we doing? <laughs> what up with it? They're like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's got a brain, but. <laughs> she scares us with that talk. <laughs> are those the mams? Are they the, what are the memes? Yeah, the memes? The memes that we're talking about? That's actually what my mom called them. Oh, my mom too. She's like, what are these meme meme memes? memes. And I'm like, yeah, first Get of all, the <laughs> I'm gonna put you in a hole. Okay, <laughs> go back to your room. <laughs> um, okay, so you you raised your your siblings mm -hmm. until about sixteen, seventeen. I imagine that's when things kind of got a little bit more stable. Yeah. So, do you have like a like one of those moments where you just like where you're like, oh, okay, this is for sure not for me, or was it like a gradual like? No, I don't really believe in that. No, I don't really believe in that. Like, because everyone's different. Like, yeah. I, I have a lot of people who I've talked to in like DMs and stuff after that episode who've given me their story. Mm -hmm. Everyone's different. Oh yeah. You know, which is awesome, but it's also what I hear a lot is, you know, fear. Everyone was either scared or is currently scared mm -hmm. to make that decision. And from an outside perspective, I, I will generally say that I don't understand it because I'm not in that world, yeah. but. When it's explained to me, like, you know, loss of community, family, relationships, like, everyone around you could potentially just be like, oh, well, you're not like, one of us anymore. Ah, well, I actually, oh, I should have, well, I mean, I guess I technically have it. I don't even know if it's, like, it's not that good. But for a class, I actually had to make um, this graphic novel okay. of me leaving the church. So it had to be something like a life-changing event. Okay. And you did so yours on I that. made 
mine about me leaving the church. And I actually thought it was, like, pretty... I don't know. It was very healing to make it in the first place. Oh, I bet. And everything. Um, it's kind of... It's really scrappy and just put together. But I, it was good to kind of go through things because I was like, I forgot that even happened. Oh, mm. my gosh. Because it was like I had to kind of go through a whole timeline. Because my first thing was when we moved into that neighborhood and everything. And it was very different from the previous one where everybody's known each other since like forever. And right. they're all super nice, or at least the people that I was talking to were super nice. And like I was really good friends with all of them. Mm -hmm. And then in this one, they're all already, they're very clicky. They're all already friends. Um, also, as like a 12, 13-year-old girl, it's like, 13-year-old girls can be really fucking mean. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And so I remember being confused about certain things because that's also when I kind of started thinking critically. I had, I think it's also because of the situation I was in of taking care of kids. It made me think more maturely and started thinking about people other than myself and then kind of like, is this environment right? Right. Just in general and kind of being more wary of things. And so it started making me think about certain stuff, and I was like, huh. And I remember asking the question in my class. Uh, I was like, hi, uh, I'm wondering why people of color were not allowed to have the priesthood until, like, late 80s. Mm. And my teacher just told me, oh, we're not allowed to talk about that. Wow. And that was my first, like, red, red flag. flag. I was like... If I think this there would is, be a good answer. Yeah, I was like, if this is like, as you say, the true church, why are you not able to talk about it? Yeah. You know? And also, why would there be discrimination in the first place if it was actually like something of God who, as you say, is, you know, all loving? Right. May not be all like benevolent sure. or whatever, but all loving no matter what. So it didn't really make any sense to me. And I was kind of like, oh, weird. And then at that moment, a lot of the kids started noticing that I was like, they were like, she's asking questions. Right. <laughs> they were like, we don't ask those questions. No. <laughs> they were like, uh uh. And then um, slowly but surely, the kids started to kind of like shun me, you know? And stopped inviting me to things and stuff. And kind of like that. I never was truly bullied around that time, but that was kind of the closest thing that I got. Right. Was those kids in my neighborhood the cold shoulder, right? shunning me. Or like, I remember literally riding my bike, riding. I would go to uh, this park and then I could like ride around the park and then go back. All of the kids were there at the park and they're all talking on this thing. And I pull up, they all stop talking immediately and just look at me. And they'll just watch me ride around. And one of them was like, oh, hi, Cassidy. And I was like, What's up? hey, <laughs> this is weird, but I have to, this does not give me a turnaround. Right. So I have to do this awkward, like, full circle around them while they're all like. Yeah, that's weird. Ugh. Weird. They were all like that. Um, except for, there was like a couple who were really nice to me, but they were yeah. much older than me also. So none more. of the girls that were my age specifically. But I would say that would be one of the biggest turning points. And then also, um, I remember we were doing, well, I was doing laundry. And all of my church clothes 
were dirty and everything, and I didn't have anything. And I was like, crap, well, I told my mom that I would take my siblings to church. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. So I grab a skirt that I had that was like, I knew was short, but I was also like, this is the literal only skirt I have. Right. So I put that on, I put on a shirt, we go, and I'm sitting there in class. They literally stop class and pull me aside and say, um, the male leaders are here and your dress is, your skirt is really distracting. We're going to need you to go home and change. Mm. I was 12. That's very, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh. So if they were just been like, hey, yo, like, Jessica. Yeah. And yeah. I, I basically, I was like, this is all I had. Yeah. And you guys tell us that it's better, like, it's better to come here than to not. To not. And so I did. And, oh, I wasn't, I think that was actually when I was, like, 14. Because that's when I decided that I did not want to go back. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, okay, I'll go change. And then I just didn't come back. Sure. Yeah. And then once my mom came back, she started, like, she would make me go and all that stuff. And I was kind of like, ugh. It took me a while to work up the courage to actually talk to her about it and she even says it's probably one of the top five hardest things she's ever had to hear in her entire life really Mm -hmm. and it's one of the top five things that i've ever had to do in my entire life because the thing is is she um she was in like a like a very loosely mormon sort of family like her mom wasn't she kind of I think she was a part of the church, but, like, not really. Like, she still drank and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she went, like, but didn't. Yeah, and, like, uh, my mom had to basically fight to be in the church. And so for some, for her daughter to fight to not be in the church was just a perspective she couldn't fully understand. And so having that conversation at first was, like, really terrifying, but it really made her think through a lot of things. And, I mean, she did kind of ignore the fact that I ever told her for about two years. Really? Mm-hmm. And she would keep telling me, and I'd be like, we've had this conversation. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Wait, so, did you ever, like, because, like, I, that, that's disturbing, obviously, the, mm-hmm. the whole, hey, male And I'm like, they're 40. Yeah, I'm 14. Yeah, I'm 14. <laughs> did you ever have that fear, like, when you built up that courage to finally say it? Like, were you worried that, like, she would, like, kick you out or anything like that? Because I know you're younger, so it's, yeah. you know, not... There's a lot of kids who leave the church at a younger age, but typically, like, that full, like, no, I'm done, done, doesn't happen until they're yeah. an adult. Um, I never necessarily had the fear of being kicked out. There were times, I mean, there... I was also an angsty teen. There were times that I wanted to, like, run away and stuff like that. Sure. And do all that. Like, become emancipated or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, different things like that. But I was never, like, I guess I would be afraid, but I was never fully afraid. Because I remember a point where um, one time my dad got angry at, it was either me or my brother, something like that. I don't know. Um, and basically was like, he said something like, if you can't do that, get out of the house. Yeah. And I remember my mom going, you do not tell any of my kids to leave the house. And he was like, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And that was the last of that. And I was <laughs> like, bad bitch move. <laughs> 
I guess like yeah, I, I guess that is an interesting perspective because like you were already kind of shunned from like the other kids, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like you were necessarily like losing friends. Yeah, and you know you already had that situation with like the neighborhood where you were like it's kind of fucked up. Like my brother's out here bleeding and potentially could be like really fucked up, and no one even like yeah took a second to see if he was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so like interesting. Yeah. And that's, because I know a lot of people do have the, you know, they have the companionship of friends in their church and everything. And that's a big reason why people like it and why people stay is because people want that feeling of belonging and they want a community. And that's what it gives you. But also it kind of gives this whole toxic mindset and just keeps circling things about and about and about. And it can get worse and worse and worse. On just certain ideals and just how people act towards each other just in general yeah because I mean yeah I agree with you for sure yeah I mean it's it's just so crazy to think that like I mean we at one point we didn't live far from each other yeah yeah and like that was going on with you mm-hmm. you know and yeah. I don't know it's just this has became such a fascinating topic for me and I think that I want to continue having more people on because like I remember there was a girl who, I don't remember how she like started coming and hanging out with our group, but she had been like LDS her whole life. And then like, almost at like, it seemed like almost at like a drop of a dime, she like started hanging out with our friend group. And then like, like with, <laughs> you know who you are. I'm not trying to shit talk you, but like, it was like a weird transition of like, showed up like a week i think it was a tinder date for one of our friends okay and like she was very like lds yeah but then like within that week had like got fucked up smoked weed and had sex all within like the week maybe even two weeks cool. and i was just like and then i was like that's interesting and, like, she was attractive, so everyone in the group was like, oh, hot girl hanging around. Like, yeah, I'm like, all right. And then I sit back and think about it, and I'm like, man, did we do a disservice to her, like, letting her be in that environment? Because, like, I get, like, that whole thing where, like, you know, if you go to a whole new outlook on life, yeah, it can look, it can be extremely overwhelming. And then, like, there's that need to, like, fit in, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, we were all at the point where, like, we were just... It's kind of what we did. Yeah. We partied yeah. almost every night and drank and smoked and did all that thing. So, like, I always wanted to talk to her and be like, what was it that, like, shifted the mentality? Were you just, like, done done? Yeah. Or was it, like, you being in an environment that was actually fun for you? That you were kind of like, might as, might as well. I don't know what I'm going to experience this Yeah. Again. Or was it, like, I wanted to fit in? Like, I've always been curious, and ever since that moment, because, like, a lot of people in that group came and went, like, partied and left and never talked to them again, and that was one that I always thought was specifically interesting because it was just so, like, unless she she wasn't saying the whole story, like, Mm -hmm. which we, who knows, Yeah. it just seems so strange to me, like, to be one person one week and then immediately now completely completely different. different. Yeah. Which... I've noticed that it's pretty common um, 
for LDS members to kind of do that. To right. kind of, it, it's almost like they have two personalities in a sense. Yeah. Of like, one is like the one that they go to church with, show families, stuff like that. And then the other one is the one where they want to actually have fun. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, be a teenager and like, you know, fuck shit up. Yeah. And because every kid wants to do that. Sure. At some point. Doesn't matter what you yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. And then I actually know somebody who... Um, did something kind of similar where like really religious wanted to go on a mission everything uh she started to then well she would drink occasionally started to drink started to smoke do all that stuff then um was into liking girls and stuff like that and was kind of expressing like bisexuality and whatnot yeah and like i mean i I was a horny bastard, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I could be a first kiss if you want. Right. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. She's like, she actually started hyperventilating, and then I was like, that's, I need a moment. <laughs> that's actually really funny and adorable. <laughs> it was so, precious. She's like, I don't. I, let me think about this for a second. She was like, I, uh, uh I'll need a couple drinks. <laughs> Love it. And I was like, let me know. Yeah, I'll be over here. Yeah, I'll be here. Take like a sip. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um. And then she almost, at the drop of a hat, was like, okay, I'm going to go on a mission. Really? Yeah. And then decided to go back. And that's still something that confuses me. Like, it, was it just kind of like trying to get out of a system or something? And I'm sure, like, because we're all individuals, right? Like, everyone's internal struggle is vastly unique. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, the, and that's why I want to keep talking about it with people, because it's, you know, it's so interesting to think that, I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. that's them questioning it. Maybe they question it enough and they're like, no, I don't want to do it. Because I'd rather a million yeah. people like that who go, either they're Christian, Catholic, whatever religion, it doesn't have to be LDS. Yeah. But they take time to like. Figure out what they want. Walk away from it. Yeah. And learn on their own about their personal beliefs. And you know what? If you go and learn and you figure out, like, you know what? No, I do believe yeah. in that. That's great. I was like, dope. Yeah, that's fantastic. Like, yeah. you know, you do you. Maybe that's what hers was. Maybe she just, like, yeah. she dabbled because she was curious or she wasn't sure on everything. And then maybe yeah. she was like, no. This like, no, actually, this is, what I, this is what I want to do. Yeah, and that's, like, the thing is, I hear a lot of people talking about, especially people who are, like, ex-Mormon and stuff like that. Usually it's, like, not a whole ton of good things to say yeah you know um but i mean in the beginning i would always say i don't hold any resentment sure. or i'm not like angry because i the thing is is i don't like to be an angry person no, about not. any it, like it's not worth my energy just in general and i the more i learn sometimes it does make me kind of angry about like certain situations and i'm just kind of like man that is kind of culty isn't it yeah. I think the thing that bothers me the most is, like, I know that we live in America and we get freedom of religion, mm -hmm. but if you take someone who, from their first thought, you tell them something, they're not going to know any better. Yeah. I don't feel like that's freedom. Yeah. I mean, when I got baptized at eight years old, I remember having this exact thought because my mom sat me down and was like, it's your choice. Yeah. You don't have to get baptized. You can if you want to. Which also, it was the day on my baptism. I was literally wearing my baptism dress. So I yeah. was like, what? The thing is, I had the exact thought, what else is there? 
Yeah, exactly. Because my entire community had already done it, and they were all expecting me to. And the thing is, is like this is the only thing I've been told yeah. that it's true. It makes sense. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, totally. And I even have so I have a journal that I was given the day of my baptism, and in it is written, basically, like I don't know what else. Like it's she said that like, I can't, but I don't know what else there is. Yeah, what else would I do? Yeah, exactly. That, that's kind of my biggest problem with it, because like, don't get me wrong, like. I actually like living in an LDS community because, like, I don't have to stress about a lot of things. Yeah. You know? I really don't, like, if people don't like me, like, like I, I really, I've always been one that, like, if people don't like me, it's because they haven't taken the time to get to know me. Yeah. If they take the time to get to know me and they still don't like me, then, oh, well, like, hey, can't please friends. everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But I just feel like it's not fair to an individual to cater their whole life to believe a certain way mm-hmm. like i feel like that has to be decisions made when they're can actually critically think yeah but like humans don't know any better it's just what happens right if you're religious you raise your kid religious yeah exactly and that's kind of why i don't know i always go back and forth on i mean like first of all if i want to have a kid but second of all if i was going to raise a kid i wouldn't want to raise them like in a religion specifically but also the thing is i do like the whole aspect of the community. Yes. And I do want my child to have something like that. And yep. so then it's kind of like, what is there that is a good community for my child, but that's not centered around religion? Right. It's, I, I would hope that we have something at some point. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different communities now, but there's definitely not one where it's like, I mean, I'm sure there's Facebook groups or, you know, whatever groups, but like, there's yeah. not like a group of like, hey, my kid can go do this every Sunday, and everyone is really nice and polite. Yeah. And it's not religious. Like that just doesn't exist. Like even the Boy Scouts, you know, yeah. around here ran by the church. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, there's like some boys, girls club, boys and girls yeah. clubs, but that's also just that's usually like what in between school. Sure. Yeah. And also. I mean, you can do summer camps, but like. Those are those also are, kind of religious sometimes. Those are religious, and they're also kind of like... Kind of sketchy. Yeah, you know, like, you always hear... Anytime someone's like, oh, I was at summer camp, you're like, Ugh. someone's either dying or getting fucked. What's <laughs> happening? Hey, give me the tea, <laughs> yeah. baby. T- Timmy drowned? <laughs> <laughs> Timmy fell down damn. the well? <laughs> yeah, like, damn. No, I agree with you, though. There really isn't anything... And I've thought about that, too, growing up a lot, because, yeah. like, you know, I've told my story a bunch of times, like, not raised religious but you know i was told what was right and what was wrong i think that's one thing that people really need in utah need to understand is like if i'm not mormon i'm not a bad person yeah our generation understands that more Mm -hmm. but older generations like they're still kind of that like they're like "Ah." and i mean that's the whole process that my mom had to go through when i kind of was like i don't want to be a part of this anymore that she had to be like what and then seeing me still be a good person yeah and thriving and she was like this it doesn't make sense because she was also um in this community for so long that her thought process was if you weren't mormon you weren't fully good well i also think that there's like this and i i don't know if this is true or not but i kind of always thought that like if you tell your family you want to leave the church or you're not part of it, it's this immediate, like, 
judgment of like, oh, they're probably drinking, doing drugs, or they want to leave because they want to have sex. Yeah. And that's not the reality. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, that's really not the reality. Oh, yeah, no. You know, I'm sure there's some, right? Because, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that the sex things for a lot of LDS men before they return on their mission has been a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, we now have the term soaking. Have you heard of that? That's a thing. Also, what is it? Oh, I almost want to text my sister and ask her what it is because derfing. What derfing? is that? Derfing? Yeah. Apparently, that's basically just like dry humping. That's just what it's called. Derfing. But it's called like derfing. And that's like the, that's the slang nowadays in high schools is like, hey, you want to derf in my car? That sounds so gross. If someone told me that, I'd probably just be like, fuck <laughs> out of my face. <laughs> I actually, um, go when. derf your dad. <laughs> I literally was on um, a dating app a bit ago when um, I was in my open relationship and somebody asked me, a 20 year old man, 21 year old man asked me if I wanted to mow. Mow? Mow. I had to look it up. Like mow's lawn? No, like M-O. Oh, mow? Okay. He's like, do you want to mow? And I was like, what the fuck is that? I had to look it up or like ask my friends and they're like, it means make out. Oh. And I'm like... It's weird. Uh, why don't you say it? Yeah, why don't you say... Apparently, it's like a term here for, no. like, making out. Oh. That leads to derfing. <laughs> I mean, from a guy's perspective, if anyone ever asked me if I wanted to derf... You want to derf? <laughs> not happen. Yeah, I'd be like, sorry. I saw a real spicy meme about the soaking thing. And it, like, explained what it is. So for those of you who don't know... And this was news to me, by the way. So soaking is where the act of putting your ween inside your partner, but not moving. Because the sin is in the thrusting. It's in the motion. It's in the motion. And the meme that I saw (laughs) is the reason why it's a sin is because Jesus is actually a T-Rex and he only sees by motion. So if they aren't moving, Jesus T-Rex can't see it. He's like, where did you go? No sinning here. The pictures of these two people like in the bed covered, like soaking or whatever. And T-Rex busts his head through the window like, where did you guys go? (laughs) So good. Oh my God. But can can we just address though the problem that they are literally trying to find ways to be sexually active. Because it's just driving them insane. It's like that they have to figure out. Because like the whole the old dirty joke was like the Christian or Catholic girls will do it in the butt. Yeah, because then sin. it's not technically. Yeah, a they're sin. not having I know sex. Sex. Who did that. Oh yeah, I've yeah. heard the stories. Yeah. <laughs> there was a rumor in my school of a girl who did it, and every guy would try, and then apparently it was either true or not. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Ouch. But like. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, trooper. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just saying that, like, we have to address that problem, right? Like, it's like just have sex. If yeah, it's that just, bad, just yeah, do it. Just you can repent yeah, later. Give it a go. Yeah. You know yeah. what? There are so many people who have premarital sex and still are a part of the Mormon Church. They either don't tell. Yeah. And let the guilt eat them inside. Oh, destroy them. <laughs> destroy them. Or you just go and repent. Which then also this is also an issue with the Mormon Church. Um, bishops asking yeah. girls about being sexually active. 
and wanting them to like describe it. Yeah, that's some fucked up stuff. Right? But like the thing is, is to confess or whatever, well, to repent, you have to go to them and you have to tell them what you did, technically, but they always ask for unnecessary detail. It's and, just, it's but, so weird being, like, we're in 2021, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, you and I both have devices where we can get up and see the whole world. Yeah. Right? But, like, still shit like that, where, like, just, like, it just happens. Yeah. We know it happens. Mm -hmm. We know, like, the priest jokes and the cat, like, the past. Like that's something like, that that's happens. That's always just like, that's just something that happens. Yeah. And we yeah. can't do anything about it, I guess. Oh my God. Like, I just, there's just no part of me that, like, can understand, like, okay, if, like, a girl or a boy really felt like they fucked up and they wanted to go and confess, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I did this thing. I feel like there, like, is an appropriate way to, like, deal with that problem as, like, a priest. Yeah. Or a bishop or whatever. Like, I'm sure it could be like, well, you know that's a sin, right? Yeah. Well, 20 Hail Marys or whatever the Mormon church does. The thing is, I actually don't know what it is necessarily. I've never actually gone in to repent for something that I've yeah. sinned for. And, like, the thing is, is I don't know exactly. I think it's just, like, you have to reflect and you have to pray a lot. Yeah, I think that's... To God, that's basically all it is. And I'm like, that's not that bad. You know what's an interesting theory that I'm kind of working on? What? So, do you think that, like, it's like, as we're learning more about, like, Eastern medicine, yeah. we're finding out, like, the super great benefits of, like, meditation. Oh, right? uh-huh. Like, that you can clear your mind. Do you think that, like, people who pray are just practicing meditation, and then the thoughts that they're hearing are just, like, them reflecting, but they're equating it to God? Oh, 100%. Because the thing is, is meditation, and I used to meditate a lot, but I mm. I try to do it. It's, last, I meditated like earlier this week or something, and I was like, wow, why don't I do this more often? Right, it's great. <laughs> I'm like, wow. But I mean, it's all about like mindfulness and being like completely there and in the moment and not like worrying about certain things. And so, I mean, I guess if you're trying to have your moment of peace, fully be there and talk to whoever you're talking to right um i would consider that meditation yeah and i mean some <laughs> you want to hear a funny story yeah um so my mom prays every night and uh she prays by her bed but she puts like her like decorative pillow that she has on her bed on the floor so then it doesn't hurt her knees when she's praying yeah and we uh she's had these cleaning ladies clean her house for so long that they think that the pillow there that she uses for her knees are like that's her actual like religious pillow. Oh. And so when they like make her bed and everything, they don't put it back up. That's great. They like leave it down yeah. and they like and it's like it's actually so cute. Yeah, that's and oh, that's it's some like good respect it's right like there. oh and she's like they haven't asked me about it, but she's like Honestly, I kind of like it so that I don't have to move it down. Yeah. And she was like, I've never expected that from anybody. And she's like, but she's like, why don't we have more religious pillows? And I was like, you should make one. Yeah, business move. Yeah. Business move for the church. Religious yeah. pillows. <laughs> religious pillows. Bam. Are your knees hurting today? <laughs> have you prayed every week? Have you, you prayed? You should. Ah. Does your knees hurt? Are your knees hurt? I bet they praying? do. <laughs> Damn, business ideas. Exactly. But, I, yeah. 
I just think like, because like when you th- think about a lot of religions, like they kind of cop shit from everyone else. Yeah. I wonder if the praying thing was just like a, well, we know meditation's good. So if we just throw our own little twist on it, they're going to have benefits from it. Yeah. And so they're like, if they actually uh, use this every day, people are like, wow, I feel so much better. And it's like, yeah. Well, and, you know, the whole idea of praying is to like, you know, you don't pray for things, right? Like I don't go, you don't go pray and be like, God, I want a Bugatti. Yeah. You know. (laughs) God, give me a Bugatti. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Right. But like you, you pray for like good things, right? Yeah. But I mean, like world peace. We're starting to understand that like manifestation in your own mind is like mm-hmm. super mindful and super important. Yeah. So like in a way you're praying, but you're just kind of manifesting your own yeah. hopeful reality. But if you do it enough, you just kind of make the movements to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that maybe it is like similar to meditation, but just with like a little bit of just a little bit of bit twist. Yeah. <laughs> What's the TikTok? <laughs> Add a little bit of spice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the spice is God, by the way. Yeah, it's always God. <laughs> yeah, always God. God's God is my spice. <laughs> I do like the idea, though, that God is either not all-powerful or yeah. not all-good. And that's always a tough one for people who don't like research a lot to understand. Because it's like, the thing is, is no matter what, if you're going off of also just life facts mm-hmm. in general, if God was all-good... Why are people? Why are there kids with cancer? Why we got COVID? Yeah. Why do we have COVID? Why? To test us, Cassidy. <laughs> He's testing our will and strength. You know what? <laughs> you know. You know what? But the thing is, is also with all of that, that also says that he can't exact, he can't control things, right? As well. And I like my senior high school English teacher, who, shouts out Miss Johnson, love you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. He actually brought up this really interesting point, and he's Mormon. The thing is, is he's Mormon, but like loosely Mormon. And he was like, one of my favorite theories of religion, not religion, but like kind of like, of like God in general, is instead of God, it's a mad scientist. And basically, we're the Petri dish. And the thing is, is as you know, from like, you know, chemistry class and whatever if you're doing an experiment you have to have multiple different things but you can't touch it yeah you can't affect it you just have to plop it all down and just just watch it yeah you know and he's like and i always thought that that was a really interesting point of view that it's kind of like it's just seeing how things go right just in general it's just kind of a test run which i really like because i mean the thing is is i consider myself agnostic in a sense of i don't believe in necessarily like higher power right. or like a god and if there was a god honestly i'm more leaning towards the fact that uh god would be a woman or a non-gender being yeah i you don't know? think it male and female would be relevant to yeah it. it would just be oh which by the way not to get fucking nerdy but there was this comic <laughs> called yeah. devil number four and in it, it honestly when it ugh, made me cry like a fucking baby dude so good um but in it it has kind of like devils and angels and then also there's like god but god is just like any other human being in a way right um so like he's technically he and she so basically it's like an in-between so doesn't have a specific gender right and looks feminine but also masculine at the same time is born 
raised and like just kind of like lives an actual human lifespan and then is just kind of like reborn throughout but still has the complete knowledge of god right in general and honestly is a sadistic fuck <laughs> in this but it's so it's so good i, I kind of like that idea yeah i mean i definitely i'm on the same boat as you like I don't think that there's a higher power. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything dictating what we're doing either. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just, if you really sit back and, like, take, like, take a day. I know that sounds like a lot, but take a day and just think about, like, what we are. Yeah. Like, what is really going on right now. Like, it, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. And adding anything, like, I, I really think a lot of religion is a code. Oh, yeah. You know, because it just, for me, and I've struggled with this my whole life, like, it's shitty not believing in a god. Because the thing is, is it's like... Dead, I'm dead. Yeah. It's done. It's over. That's it. GG. Yeah. GG, no (laughs) re. It's no replay. We're not doing it again. No replay. Shoddy from the Philippines. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just, it's always been like, because like, when I was super young, I had this thought. Mm-hmm. that like I don't remember why I had the thought but it was like if I died the only thing that might happen is I might come back as like something else and I had that thought at a young age and I was like okay well then what does that mean like what do I believe in Yeah. so I researched and researched and researched and this was before I had phones so researching was fucking dumb and you know the closest thing to that is like a Middle Eastern religion you know, like a Buddhist or something like that. But then I still don't believe in that type of thing because mm-hmm. I get that that's more of like self-enlightenment, you know, live your life the best without like, you know, yeah. the, whole car- the real karma ideology. But I was like, yeah, but that's still just like some guy who existed that thinks he's right. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Like he makes a lot more sense than other people, but he's still just a guy that thinks he's right. Yeah. And, and like, I just, I don't know what, like we don't really know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just so arrogant to try and pretend like we know. Yeah, to be like, oh, of course I know. Like, yeah, and it's like, if we take like the vast, like the lifespan of how long Earth we think it's existed, we're not even like a dust speck of time. Oh yeah, that we know humans have like at least been conscious enough to like be like, oh, we here, we here, <laughs> we here, we here, you know. <laughs> It's no. Yeah. Like, what? Like, at the most, 5,000 years. Yeah. At the most. That's not that long. Mm-mm. I could count to 5,000 in like two hours. <laughs> and the thing is, is it's still going to continue on yeah. for so long after that. And I mean, when I think of like, you know, kind of like agnostic just in general, it's like, I believe in science. Yeah. You know, I believe in facts. But I also have, you know, it's kind of the understanding of, like, some things are unexplainable. Yeah, for sure. And, like, the way that I all of the atoms in the world fit perfectly to just make this it's weird. is fucking crazy. Yeah. That's insane and doesn't seem coincidental no. in a way, you know? Um, Definitely, like, that, that's, that, that is one of the weirdest things is, like, it's so... Like, if you take what we're doing right now, yeah, we're talking to each other in something that was built by atoms. From things that literally grew from the ground. That literally grew from or, the ground. Were made like, from other atoms. It's just like a really 
like when I think if people took more time like really thinking about like every little thing yeah. that is like around you, not only like go buy a fucking microscope and like that's and you're gonna crazy. be like, Oh, that's a whole other world. That's a oh shit, what's up? Yeah, there there's another planet in this carpet right now yeah, doing like their thing. Here's a who? Yeah. For real. <laughs> yeah. And it's just I don't know, I I feel like if it was constructed were it's a simulation. Yeah. yeah. Kind of maybe similar to what the English teacher said. Kind of like a mad scientist just trying to yeah. fucking figure it whether, puts this on a petri dish and yeah. it's like, let's see how this goes. Whether it's a god or if it's just like a fucking or a program or something. Yeah. yeah. I do think it's really weird that we were able to create computers and we're finding out that our brains are exactly like the computers we built. Right? That's that fucks me up. <laughs> That's like it's like a whole cycle. Then it's like, oh my god, what if we make our own little like another simulation? We have the Sims. Oh. It's always a joke, <laughs> but like yeah. If we like really take what the Sims are, like we boot up a game and because of the coding, they actually think that they're alive and they're living their life, right? <laughs> but like then we end the game and then what is it for them? They're just done. They're, they're just, just done. turned off. Yeah, their just... world's gone. Yeah. So, like, is someone just playing, like, a really long Sims round of game? Sims? Just a really intricate Sims game. Yeah. I also, ooh, I like um, the theory that we're all technically the same person. That's a that's an interesting one. Um, there's actually a really good writing about something like that where to become, like, the best version of a human being, you have to live everyone's lives. Yeah, you have to, like, live multiple lives at yeah. least. Yeah. And, that will give you like the perspective you really need to understand. Mm-hmm. So what what goes into that thought process? Like that we are all the same. Um, mostly just in that what what is it a fucking no? It's not it's not logic. Is it logic? Oh my god! <laughs> There's some sort of artist, this rap artist, who made Oxen? what logic? Logic's the. It's not logic. It's that other dude who looks like Logic. That other tall, skinny, white dude. Um, tall, skinny, white dude. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of, like, deep stuff. Uh, but he made an album where okay. he addresses that in general. And I thought it was a really interesting topic where it's, like, technically uh, goes into the whole, like, time doesn't exist. Mm. You know, which, I mean, time doesn't necessarily exist. Right. But also in time being kind of like a wrinkle in time where, like, you can go wherever you want, technically. Right. And so we're all just living lives at different time, but at the same time. But it's also the same person. Yeah. And so once someone dies, you just start a new life. Well, and there's also the interesting one where it's like, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to give it kind of like what I remember. That Earth itself is just a firing neuron. And everything in the universe is just a firing neuron to a different, like like an actual consciousness that is doing something else. And every time we die, we're sending that information to that consciousness. So it can either process something... Or, like, understand something or whatever, and then we get sent back to do it all over again to try and, like, whatever his, whatever that thing's goal is, like, he's trying to figure it out. 
I've heard that theory, and I was like, because they've they've done studies where they think that maybe the universe is conscious. Yeah. Which doesn't. I mean, that's way past my pay grade. Yeah. I can't even comment on that. I don't know what that means. But I mean, like. Cool. If the universe is conscious, then that means that we're not, are we just, an in, we're not, an, we're not individuals. Yeah. We're just like a piece of that individual, right? Like the, the unit, we're, well, I mean, I guess technically in that sense it would be correct because we are technically a part of the universe no matter what. We're all made of the same substance, which is right. the universe. And if the universe was conscious well this, this is the joke part but i mean like if the universe was conscious could i be like hey baby <laughs> <laughs> well what i'm saying though is like if the universe is conscious then does that mean i guess then what are we yeah like i, I mean i guess that flips right back around to higher power in a way because it's like the thing is is like because i'm conscious yeah you're conscious yeah. we have different conscience yeah we're, we're, we're completely not, different people yeah we're not the same conscious yeah like i'm not able to read your mind you're yeah. not able to read mine and unless unless thick skin thick skin <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> so proud of him for losing his virginity yeah i'm so proud of him shouts out dick tell skin. him he needs to come tell us story. Oh, I he'll be like, he wants me on the podcast? Oh, I'm so okay. Aiden, yeah. listen to this. Come tell me your dick skin stories. He'd did, love to hear it. Did you leave it in? Is a dick skin in the girl? We think that you should put it in a jar and pass and it along. Collect it. For those of you who are probably wondering, like, wow, that was getting really deep, and then to dick skin, <laughs> later episodes, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what were we even talking Consciousness. about? Consciousness. Consciousness. <laughs> That I, if you read my mind, I would just be saying dick skin. Dick skin. Dick, dick skin. But being a part of one singular conscious wouldn't necessarily make any sense. What? Because of that, unless if we're, I mean, we would have to all be individually, like, the universe would have to be such, like, it would have to have such a high threshold yeah. to be able to have all of this information. And also, because I would assume it would be able to actually intake all the information and understand yeah. all of it that it's getting, just in general. Oh, it not necessarily, like, understand, understand, but at least, like... There's a reason. Yeah. Like, it would know. Well, okay, let me ask you this. This is kind of weird that you brought... You said that, because, like... Do we both have different consciousnesses because we're born with it? Or did we start off with the same consciousness and then we just gained it what we think now through perspectives? Because, you know, what's the first memory that you can think of? Because I always go back to mine. I don't remember what I was at my grandpa's house and I was playing with one of those ring things, where, you know, where like the bottom ring's bigger and then it goes smaller oh, and smaller. Yeah, yeah. I just for some reason remember a day playing with that and they're like, but I had to have been at least two or three. Yeah. So, like, what's that first chunk? Because we're conscious. Yeah, because we're conscious. We're not, we're not, like, 
do you think there could be like a weird like hive mind when we're all born? And then what we think like you know personalities and like different experiences and stuff would technically be us branching off. Yeah. Kind of like more closing that door of the hive mind. So it like starts out and then it kind of like yeah, just because slowly, of where we're at. Yeah. Of course we're gonna be different. Yeah. But maybe at the root we're still all just still the same. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean. Isn't too far fetched. Yeah, because the thing is, is like, yeah, there's a reason that all of our brains look very, very yeah, similar. We're all, we're all like, yeah, exactly. We all have the same functions and everything, and also have very similar thought processes mm-hmm. on certain things at certain stages of life. And I mean, there are some like you know anomalies and whatnot. Sure. But even that is like not super far fetched. Well, and like I think we're still a lot more because we're still such a fresh species. That we know of, I still think that we still we have a lot of that animalistic part of us that we just try and like. Yeah. And I'm not talking about. Go, I'm not just talking about like, oh, we need to mate and have babies. Yeah. But like, I think that there's a lot more individuals who are still not in a higher perspective level, and they're just still like kind of have that. Yeah. I don't know how to say it without coming out rude, but, like, still kind of have, like, a caveman way of lifestyle. Yeah. Because they just, like, their brain maybe isn't just running as much. It's just not... Pro- and I mean, like, the thing is, is even... I would say even myself, like, I would say, like, yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, caveman urges just in general would be, like, you know, food, shelter, sex, sleep. Yeah. And that's, like, the basic basic food groups of life yeah, 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 yeah. that are natural instincts that you're just like back caveman whether yeah. it be i don't know like you know control just in general and some people don't have that yeah you know but then no matter what there are still urges of like i need to go and eat food i need to go and do this yeah. and that would you say that that since it technically is like the caveman mindset, would that be like the hive mind in total? I maybe, I maybe because I mean I think that there's just things that we do subconsciously that we just like have to. Yeah. We can't. We don't understand why we have to do it. It's and like we have those urges that we just that just happen. Mm-hmm. And there's days where I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I need to eat this certain thing mm-hmm. or like man i really need to have sex or man i yeah. but like why yeah like, like why do i have this like urge? i've woken up before yeah. where i was like okay well i'm like i'm what we call horny yeah but like why i didn't have a dream How do you say horny yeah i didn't have a dream i didn't have like i wasn't like doing anything i just woke up and i'm like oh sex sorry yeah <laughs> mean jokes mean need woman <laughs> but like no, why does that happen i is that a body function because i've heard like there's studies where like if you don't do the deed male or female for a certain time your body's like hey you gotta need this yeah like we need to reproduce or which you is know. really weird in the first place that it's like a need i accept because i mean like i mean personally i haven't been in a relationship for a few months now and so i've definitely had a dry spell per se and i at random points in time i'll just stop stop what i'm doing and be like 
Why am I horny right now? Right. And I'm like, and you just like through your day. Yeah, and it's just like, why is this here? Why? It's not like I'm gonna go out and call someone up and be like, want a bone? I mean, I probably could if I wanted, but the thing is, is like, why does it happen? Oh, yeah, why does it happen? I don't want to change my day just to do that. Yeah. You know, but I will change my day just to eat food because I actually need that mm -hmm. to survive. Same with water. Yeah, and same know. with water, and like. But you get the same urge, in a sense. It's all it's, yeah. It is kind of similar. Like it's almost like a yeah. It like pops up. It's less frequent, but it pops up nonetheless. And this is a crazy take. Like, and I don't want to get any deeper on this, but like, I wonder if there's people who it's such a bad urge that that's why there's either addicts or mm. people who make very awful things happen I would say yeah because I've, I've wondered if that's a human nature thing or if that's just like a a perspective like their life is just that's a whole different yeah. psychological yeah it's a whole different psychological thing and I would say a lot of it has to do with kind of like you know lack of yeah. learned control or just mm -hmm. control in general because discipline is definitely something you have to learn yeah in all of those aspects mm -hmm. but why yeah why Look, why? Like, why? I feel like the dude from, what's his name, Giorgio from Ancient Aliens, where he's like, he's like, aliens, why? Aliens, why? <laughs> you know, like, it just, it just weird that, like, because, like, those specific things can all lead to, like, not great lifestyle if you Yeah, like eating disorders. Eating disorders. Yeah. You know, having too much sex is a problem. Uh-huh. You younger audience. Being a sex addict is a thing. Yeah, and it's not great. No. And, you know, it's just, you can, I mean, I guess technically you can drink too much water, but yeah. that would be, yeah. you'd have to like. Yeah, you'd have to fucking. Gallons. Chug. <laughs> I challenge that all the time. We'll see. Like, weird. I, water is my favorite drink. I don't know That why. is weird. I, everyone I tell that, they're like, you like water? And I'm like, I, that's like my second one I opened. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, I downed oh, one already what? and I'm on my second one. Oh my God. I wish I could do that. I like, I love water. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love oh, hydration. Yeah. But I also love these bad boys. <laughs> Monster, sponsor us. <laughs> oh, I can't show off the can until you do. Yeah. Undisclosed green can with three marks. Of three marks. Spooky creature. Mark of the beast. Mark of the beast. <laughs> That video? Have you seen that video? Oh, the lady. Of the Christian lady who's yeah. like, you see this? Mark of the Beast. Mark of the Beast. Yeah. 666. Mm -hmm. That lady's hilarious. So funny. She probably goes throughout her day and like, our kids playing Grand Theft Auto. Are they playing Grand Theft Auto? Finally. Finally. Shooting games? Not in my house. No. Let's shoot for 15 more minutes. That'll put us at two hours. Okay. And kind of close out the church talk. Because yeah. like, from... Other stories I've heard, yours is definitely a little bit more, I guess, like, not as life-altering, but altering. Mm -hmm. Like, which is good. You, okay, let me ask you this, and this is a more personal. Did you feel like once you got out of, like, when you finally, like, I'm not, I'm done. I'm not going anymore. Yeah, yeah. Did you change, like, things that you did immediately? Like, did you go and, like, watch a rated R movie or, like go hang out with people who you wouldn't have hung out with or like any of that type of thing? Or was it just still kind of like, well, just me doing my thing? Honestly, no. It would just be like, it's just like, eh, it's me. I never had urges to be 
different or to be like, well, now that I'm like free, I can do whatever I want. Because the thing is, is I always had the aspect of like, they can't control me, first of all. Mm -hmm. And if I don't believe that, why would I follow the rules? Because that's almost just, I feel like that would be offensive to them. Right. And that would be offensive to me as well. And I would not want to do a disservice to myself right. in the first place, keeping these standards of something I don't even believe in. Because that just didn't make sense to me. And so, I mean, I would... I think that drink. right there, like, yeah. when when did you have that thought? Um, like 16, 17? Yeah. That, that thought right there does show that you were vastly more mature than you're... Because that, that's thoughts that people would tell, like, like, people leaving the church at, like, 30. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, that, that definitely puts a <laughs> the perspective of <laughs> adulting. Adult, call me an adult, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is interesting. So you did drink, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, um, in high school, like, junior year, I, I mean, I drank, I smoked. I worked at Wendy's. I hung out at a meth addict's house. Oh, nice. And ate moonshine berries while we shot rockets out into the night sky. Damn, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, it was fucking lit. <laughs> she had a bunch of um, old CDs, and we helped her move a couch into her living room, which she was dumpster diving for, first oh, of all. Um, and she was like, y'all want some moonshine berries? And we are like, obviously, duh. And <laughs> she was like, all right, pick a song. I found this box of CDs. And I was like, I don't know what to pick. I closed my eyes, and I picked one. Sublime album. Oh, great call. But yeah, so we were listening to Santeria, and that is like a vivid memory in my mind, is listening to Santeria from this like little boom box in this meth addict's house, um, eating moonshine berries with some people that I worked with at Wendy's, oh being like, I practice Santeria for <laughs> a condo crystal ball. <laughs> Oh, so was the Methods house, like, did they work at Wendy's? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's how I knew her. And um, earlier, before I went to work, because the thing is I drove, like, a little truck. Yeah. Um, my boss called me and was like, I need you to pick up so-and-so. And I was like, weird. Why? And they're like, well, she doesn't have a house, but she says she need you have a truck, right? And I was like, yeah, she needs some help uh, moving some stuff. And I was like... That's weird. Weird. All right. But she, like, had worked there for, like, years and years. Like, she literally was walking distance from the Wendy's. Oh, okay. Sort of thing. And so I went and picked her up, and she was dumpster diving for all this stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, all right. Well, so I help her put it in the trunk and, like, all that stuff. And then I drive her um, to Wendy's, and we work a shift together and everything. And then we got some of the other guys who were also working there who were off at the same time. They just came with us to help unload all the stuff into our house. Oh. And then we were just hanging out. Because the thing is, is, during that time, I had friends from high school and stuff like that, but I mostly hung out with the people that I worked with. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I that's when I started, like, drinking a lot more and all that stuff. Like, really, really weird things. Like, they, we were like, let's have a kickback. We were going to have a kickback. One of them stole some of the food from Wendy's, like the frozen food from Wendy's, like the nuggets and the fries, Yeah. but didn't have anything to fry it with, tried to figure it out, didn't really work. We didn't have any, um, like, Pong equipment, so we just had Wendy's cups and then a crushed Wendy's cup to use as the ball. 
Hell yeah. And I won. Wait, by I'm the crushed way. these. Okay. <laughs> For a second, I was like, okay, and no, that's great. Yes. And then I won. Got him. I am the running champion. Um, and then we just had a hookah as well, and that's it. That Do was you our party. Any of them anymore? Not one of them on occasion. I actually helped him with his resume and everything. We talk on occasion. The other one, we ended up like, you know, hooking up and whatnot. And um, then I found out that he got a girl pregnant Mm. and he ended up marrying her and they have like a three-year-old. Oh. Yeah. Who who was also from the same Wendy's. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And I was like, this shit wild. That's always the meme though. Yeah. The, the associate jobs in fast food, everyone sleeps together. Everyone sleeps together. Yeah. There were two people who got pregnant there and then ended up marrying, and they're all still married. Wow. Yeah, and still work at Wendy's. Or at least half of them yeah. still work at Wendy's. Or did Domino's for a long time. Yeah, it and happens. It just happens. It just happens, Weird. which is fucking wild. Yeah. But I definitely have been, because they were definitely were, uh, some of them were a sketchy group of people, because yeah. I remember hanging out with one of <laughs> hanging out with one of them. We are like, walking around the streets, 2 a.m., and we all like lay down on the grass. He looks over, and he's like, "I'll rob that house over there." Damn, <laughs> dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at him and I go, "You don't shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave." <laughs> Damn, that's great. Yeah, I have a lot of stories from when I used to work there at Wendy's. Just love that. <laughs> Go rob that house. Wanna go rob that Just house? Just casual. And I'm like, don't. Like normal people would be like, oh, you wanna go get a drink? Are you hungry? Go rob that house. We're gonna rob that house, and I'm like, well, right now? Yeah. yeah. Look at a sec. <laughs> I don't got security. Yeah, you know. Not to get in the window. Yeah. It looks like because he's like, it looks like they're leaving right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Oh, they are was, leaving. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Wow. <laughs> he was very serious about it. <laughs> I was like. He was just showing off. Yeah, probably. Like, Trying to be cool. I'm going to go rub the house. And I was like, all right, you're 5'4". Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things like in the world that I would think, like, if I was like laying next to someone and just like trying to be cool, but... I'm going to rub the house. I'm going to rub the house. Looks like they're fucking leaving. Yeah, I'm going to rub the house. Losers probably didn't know we could rob their house. <laughs> <laughs> You smoke in their house and rob them. And rob them. <laughs> Be like, oh, hold up there, sir. Yeah, hey, take two Dude. steps back. Hey, take it easy, boy. <laughs> Wendy's. Yeah. Which Wendy's was it? The one uh, just over there. Yeah. Uh, Woods Cross one by. Oh, nice. Right there, yeah. So like the old Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The classic Wendy's. The classic Wendy's. That's where I used to work. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> well, let's close it out. <laughs> We'll save Wendy's stories for yeah. a different for another episode. time. For another time. Um, you, we mentioned Hollycast mess around mm-hmm. every Monday, seven ish Mountain Standard Time. Yeah. Butt plugging on TikTok. Butt plugging on That's TikTok. My favorite. <laughs> Did you get banned though? Fucking okay. So I posted something and it got removed because it was a. Got flagged for sexual nudity, but it was just because they couldn't handle my thick legs, my thicky legs. All right, and I almost got TikTok. I almost had four thousand likes, sixty comments when they banned me. Oh shit! Yeah, and I was you're like, on the way way up. And I was like, fuck you guys. I reposted, but it was my time to shine, so I only got like hundred. I was like, screw you guys. Damn. I hate you. 
And then you have Twitter. Twitter is apostasy. So apost and then ass, like A-S-S, and then Y. And then you, Instagram? Instagram is Cassidy, K-S-S-I-D-Y, T-B-H. 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 So go follow her. This episode will be up tomorrow, or excuse me, Sunday. And then tomorrow on Read Between the Wines, twitch.tv slash Read Between the Wines will be our monthly book club. We're just going to kick it. Do our New about. Year's resolutions. Yeah, New Year's resolutions. Kind of, it might be the first time everyone will be there. I don't yeah. know if. If Allie will. Yeah. She has a new fancy job. Oh, so, she does? Mm-hmm. She's working at a hotel right now. Oh, fantastic. Right. Yeah, she so I know that she, I don't know if she'll be able to. But we'll at least have Bella. Yep. So it'll be more than we usually have. Yes. For the past few times. I'm glad that she was able to get out of the roadhouse. Yes. Yes. Because I didn't seem like a fun place to be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had friends that worked there. And it was just like... Not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Almost like a high school. Or... Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, so I'm glad that she has a new job. Yeah. But another episode will be live in like half hour. Um... And then all of our other shows are on new channels. So, mm-hmm. Anime Allies, tomorrow, 1 o'clock. True Crime Drunks, tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Read Between the Wines, tomorrow, 5.30. Mm-hmm. And then Dax Cast at 9. Ooh. So, full day of podcasting, all on their separate channels. So, links will be down below. And then all of our links will be posted yeah. in this episode. And watch them on Mondays. Woohoo! Thank you guys for watching. Yep, and thank you for uh, telling your story. Yeah, thank you. I know a lot of people will will probably enjoy hearing more perspectives on it. I love giving perspectives. (laughs) (laughs) Let me me tell you my perspective. Let me show you a little bit of this perspective, baby. (laughs) All right, thank you guys. Thanks.